if you are on your first internship at a newspaper or a TV station, don't you dare even think about pitching a story in the morning meeting. Just don't do it. Like, you know, it's not going to work out for you. And people will sort of think that you're like stepping like way above your weight or whatever. Um, I, so I can only compare this to like my internship days of just being like, yeah, you are here to like to do, you know, to do the shit work. And if you're lucky, like, you might get something at the end of it. It sort of seems in this show that she isn't told what job she has to do. In some ways, like the way that her colleagues treat her, it like appears as if like she is supposed to just do the shit work. But she also like has a degree of seniority over some of them, which feels really strange to me. Yeah, she's. I, I don't. Again, I don't know whether it's just the just either the bad acting or the bad script. But it's completely unclear why she feels, having made this whole thing about how like shy and awkward she is, yeah. how she has showed up at this place and sort of starts throwing her weight around a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to say what what you think is the kind of the the rough overarching plot of the first of the first two episodes? Because I don't think I explained it very well. No, I mean like I think you did, and it's and it's hard to kind of tell. So I mean like the premise of it is like yeah you've got this like um you've got you've got this like smart woman who's very good at being on the computer and doesn't have a lot of social skills because presumably she spent like so much of her time coding again you don't really know about this who has started uh working for gchq um and uh on her first day like while like she's kind of getting in her key card and being told that she's not a diversity hire, but maybe she is like, you know, uh, you know, we have to wait and see, um, a cyber attack sort of takes place on GCHQ. Initially, they think that it's a team that are involved in, um, an exercise, like a kind of security exercise. But after that team is, was like, yeah, we couldn't even get through the first kind of firewalls or whatever. They kind of realized that like, there's an attack taking place and it has kind of caused uh, a blackout of like most of the internet barring some social media sites and some like other kind of things. So this was like a minor attack. Um, and as uh, the kind of big bosses is being led by Simon Pegg, uh, who I don't remember his character name, so we're just going to call him Simon Pegg. Simon uh, Pegg. Yes. I uh, see the Simon Pegg character. He's just like, yeah, you know, we're getting stuff back up. I think it might be a Russian attack. Um, and then when we're doing the review of like what's happened, the genius girl um, finds out that there is actually code hidden within the kind of like malware code where a much bigger attack was going to take place. And that was going to take out everything, including social media sites. So it causes a great deal of embarrassment for all the blokes at GCHQ because they're like, oh, an intern found this out, but you couldn't. Um, but like it sort of just is left there. And then you have like these scenes in like what presumably is Cobra, um, mm. where they're kind of talking about like, you know, these sort of cyber attacks. And during that time, like towards the end of the first episode, uh, Sarah's father part like uh, passes away and it's kind of told like earlier on that like he got hit by a train. And as you mentioned, I didn't get this the first time, I only got really got this the second time. Um but as you mentioned, like, you know, it is assumed to sort of be a uh, actor, you know, he assumed to have like uh, taken his life. Yeah, um, I think that's I think that's what you're supposed to think. No, uh, for the first time, I was just like, oh, he got hit by a train and like he's seemingly quite depressed about it. Um, but then I pay, I watched it the second time. I was like, oh, OK, maybe this is kind of what's going on. Yeah, I um, think you also likely. have like the thing with the boyfriend where the boyfriend is sort of like a professor teacher 
um, activist. And there's a scene like towards the end of the first episode where like her father has just passed away and she's had like this fight with her parents and stuff. So she's gone to stay at her boyfriend's house. The boyfriend is like being fairly kind based on the idea that he has no idea what the fuck is going on. Mm. Um, and she is just like really cold with him sort of says out of the blue, oh yeah my father passed away and like sort of storms out and he's just like well you know maybe you should have told me uh you how, know how how honestly how am i supposed to know that well actually no she doesn't even walk out she passively aggressively makes him dinner which i would actually say is far worse <laughs> i would honestly say but like if you're angry at your partner walk out of the house don't passively aggressively make them dinner okay just don't do it yeah, I th- yeah no no i think that's right I'm yeah. really, ha- I'm really happy to get a get a, re- a return to um, Hussein's relationship advice corner. We haven't done that for a while. No, we haven't. Maybe we should at some point. Q and A. Who knows? Um, uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, he says so Simon Pegg talks to the Prime Minister about all this, and the Prime Minister is just like, I can't actually remember what they say at the end, but basically, like the last episode, it sort of feels like you know the country is in turmoil and sorrow is in turmoil. Um, and then on the second episode. Uh, which I'm just bringing up now. Um, they're sort of talking about like potentials for like retaliation. There's a um, an American character that is kind of introduced uh, who is on secondment from the CIA or the NSA. Um, yeah. Who like yeah, that's, Sarah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Who seems to be a kind of underhand kind of individual because mm. she wants to see the stuff that Sarah has done. Yeah, and or some or something along those lines. She wants to see some information that she's not cleared to look at, so yeah. she asks several people to see who will let her look at the information that she's not cleared to look at. So something is going on with with the NSA woman, but we just yeah. don't know what. Yeah, it is like implied that something sus is happening mm. um, with her. Uh, uh, Sarah meets um, an old guy who is like kind of like a GCHQ like veteran. His parents are both on GC- GCHQ. Um, Sarah is trying to compete. Sarah is like working on her own project as well. So she's sort of been told like, despite the fact that she has found this code that no one else is seemingly able to find, her neck, her kind of senior or the person who sits next to her is like, no, you've got to stay in your station. Um, if you've kind of found this like dodgy code, it must be a mistake. Don't look into this any further. It is bizarre how it's just like, oh, like after what has happened in the first episode, they're just like, yeah, you yeah, kind of got lucky fine. the first time, but yeah. <laughs> just sit down and like scroll Facebook or whatever, like you young people do. But she's obsessed with finding this thing. So she like sneaks her way into uh, finding where the mathematicians are in GCHQ. Um, and they use blackboards. So here's the difference: like in normal GCHQ, they use whiteboards, but the black, but in um, but in the maths department, they use blackboards. And I think mm. there is actually, I can't remember what it is, but like one of them gives a reason for that, which I found quite funny. Um, like it was kind of like, oh, you know, it feels different when you like do coding there or something like that. Um, yeah. She meets like one of her colleagues from the university, who again is like the one who was like presented as being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I arrange things and I say exactly how i feel and this is also what makes me autistic mm-hmm. um just like very you know uh he kind of explains he sort of like explains to her what like the possibility of certain codes are um yeah so she's like the second episode is sort of spent with her like trying to crack like what this sort of like hidden line of code is she has fights with her boyfriend about how you know he's too much of an activist and like is ruining her career prospects uh and but again yeah. because there's like no kind of politics in it like this is supposed to be this is supposed to be a conservative government going into an election that's what like yeah. 
he's supposed um adrian lester is supposed to be is supposed to be a, a conservative prime minister mm. as, as is my understanding um and again it all feels very kind of discourse generated like oh so the conservatives have fielded the first black prime minister that's like that's something which is you know that's discourse that's discourse yeah but because they've again because they've tried to make it completely apolitical it's sort of it's sort of not clear what any of the politicized motivations are behind any of even the politicians who are in it mm. so like so far he hasn't mentioned any policies or any um any anything which kind of pertains to to governing the yeah. only thing that we've had which is even remotely political is the i think she's supposed to be is she supposed to be the foreign secretary or the home secretary uh i can't remember she's supposed to be one at one at one of the big secretaries and she said and she suggests that the um that this little spate of hacking uh is coming from the populists yes yeah and because they don't bother to put any kind of other political language or framing into the show, you don't know quite what she means by that. Yeah. Um, and it's also not because, because that it's a kind of, it's, you know what it reminds me of more than anything else. It reminds me of love actually. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Because, like, the guy, you know, because the, the Hugh Grant prime minister in Love Actually is supposed to be a conservative prime minister. Yeah. Um, there's, like, all these jokes about, like, there's all these jokes about, like, how he came. I think it's, he's supposed, it's supposed to indicate that he's supposed to have come after Blair. Mm. Because there's all the, jo the jokes about him not, not having the scary wife. But yeah. he's got he's got a portrait of Thatcher in his office. Like, he is supposed to be a conservative prime minister. But they don't, they don't want there to be any kind of political comment core at the heart of love actually which is fair enough i mm. think that's fair so if you are richard curtis and you are making a seasonal multi ensemble rom-com to not necessarily want it to be making yeah. <laughs> any particular <laughs> particular point yeah, yeah. but this kind of show sort of has to decide if it is planning on making a particular point and if it's not then you really can't yeah. set it in a government agency it doesn't work 